0: Laughter and a joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> laugh
1: about it, laugh about it with shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it with shiny champagne. There's so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, joy is our superpower. Always takes us higher when life is feeling low. show guest comedians
0: funny story segments too we want to know what makes you laugh what brings you joy when you are blue thank you for tuning in tell your family tell a friend laughter is a gift for all so share your smile and let's stand tall laugh about it laugh about it
1: <laughs> with we'll champagne laugh about it laugh With shoddy champagne There is so much more in store We have so much to live for Laugh about it, laugh about it With shoddy champagne
0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 36 of Laugh About It with Shadé Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. I'm your host, Shadé Champagne, and this is a brand new radio show that I've created, directed, and executive produced here on KJBU 99.3 FM. Yes, that's me singing on the theme song written by me and executive produced by Alberto Morello Hernandez and the Quakes. I'll share with you more about me a little later in the episode. It's time to introduce our special celebrity guest live in the studio with us, professional comedian, actress, writer, and voiceover actress Alicia Cooper.
2: (laughs) How you doing, Shade? I got an extra intro for you. I love it. Wake up out of
1: your sleep.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're not finished because, you know, your resume is longer than a scroll and only have a little bit of it today. Some of her credits, y'all, include guest starring on The Parkers, Raising Hope, NBC's Last Comic Standing, America's Got Talent, BET's Comic View, True TV's Laugh Tracks, Byron Allen's Comics Unleashed, one of the voices in the global hit movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. She has six top albums in heavy rotation on Sirius Satellite Radio, played opposite Morris Chestnut in the hit Fox series The Resident and played Edna the realtor in House*, a comedy movie that hit number one on Netflix recently she guest starred on Keenan on NBC her global stand up has entertained troops in Japan Korea Guam Oman Kuwait Saudi Arabia and Africa she was featured in Essence magazine as ones to watch and she has six critically acclaimed comedy albums Ooh-wee, you make it sound like I got more than $18 <laughs> in the bank this is awesome <laughs> And that ain't even all of it. (laughs) I just named a bit of it. We are so happy to have you, Alicia. I'm
2: happy to be here. Thank you, Shade. Oh,
0: my goodness. I am such a big fan. You are beautiful inside and out. Your voice. Oh, my goodness. That's the million dollar golden voice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to have you as a celebrity guest on Laugh About It with Shade Champagne. This is a new kind of comedy. We feature special and celebrity comedians and funny entertainers like yourself live in the studio. We share funny and encouraging stories, hear hilarious memories from the listeners, play music, and much more. I don't know if you knew this or not, Alicia, but comedians are superheroes, and y'all are doing the good Lord's work.
2: Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. I, I realized that when the pandemic was letting up and people were coming to the comedy club just yeah. happy yes. to be entertained, they really started... Um, treating us differently. Like Mm. they were grateful that we were even willing to stand on the stage and do this job in a pandemic. And that's when I realized that what we do is really important for people's mental health.
0: Yes, it is. So have you always been a funny person? And when did you first discover your passion for comedy?
2: Yeah, I've always been a funny person. Um, I grew up in Maryland. I was an only child. And you, you know, you end up doing a lot of entertaining of yourself. You know, and when you're an only child and everybody around you is an adult and mm. they seem so much older than they are. <laughs> right. You know, so you end up trying to everything you did was trying to figure out a way to be around your peers. Mm. You know, so um, I had to entertain myself a lot of times as a kid. And yeah. I, I did. And I, my mother cracked me up because she was saying when it was time for me to go to kindergarten. All the other kids were crying. They had a bunch of siblings. Yeah. So they were crying and holding on their mother's leg. She said, I was almost jumping out of a moving car. And I was like, goodbye, <laughs> and head down the hallway like I knew where I was going. <laughs> Left her. You know, so I've always been independent, I've always been my own yeah. person. Yeah. And um and my whole family's funny though. Yeah. They unintentionally funny. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> and so that's when you first discovered your passion for comedy was even that as young as that age?
2: Well, not just looking back on it and hearing you just remembering people tell me I was funny as a kid or you're so crazy yeah. or you you know. <laughs> That's and, one of the biggest compliments for a comedian, right, to tell you crazy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I didn't tell my first uh, yeah. joke, my first intentional joke, till so I was in, I think, the seventh grade. I was in middle school. Yeah. And I had this white uh, nurse. She worked in the, um, uh, the, you know, the nurse's office. Yeah. And I would go in there once a day to get my asthma medication. Yeah. And so I told her a joke. And I said, you want to hear a joke? And she said, <laughs> yeah. And I said, I don't even know where I got this from. I said, why do they call them nuns? Yeah. And she said, why? I said, cause they don't get none. (laughs) I don't know where I got that joke from, but I was ready. (laughs) And so, um, but I never thought about comedy as a career because I didn't know anybody that made money doing it. Yeah. You know, we would look on TV and see Richard Pryor and Bill Carley. It was so far out of the reach of of anything we could think of. And
0: And there wasn't a lot of female comedians that were highlighted during that time either.
2: No. And and then as I got a little bit older, I saw Marsha Warfield. Mm, And she was a black female comic. And she came to D.C. to tape a movie called D.C. Cab. Wow. And so then she worked with Richard Pryor. She was the only comic that I could think of that was black and female.
0: Wow. You
2: know, and um, it just wasn't a whole lot of And It wasn't until HBO's Def Jam in the 90s that I saw my peers doing it and doing it at a high level.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's one of my all-time favorite shows. Like, I can remember, and, you know, me too, because I'm sure you remember, and we'll talk about, like, when I first saw you live. And, you know, I'm very, obviously just being black already, we're very expressive. But (laughs) I grew up during that time when I was watching TV, like when I'm watching Comic View and... And um, Deaf Comedy Jam. And people are having fun. It's a party out there and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, man, I'd be going to some shows now. Some If I'm with my friends and stuff, they love to laugh. But other people, I'd be like, are we all at the same show? Do Y'all didn't see how funny <laughs> that was? <laughs> and a lot of my other comedian friends, they'd be like, oh, it's because people think they're too cool. Especially if you're in L.A. and stuff. And they'd just be a little, <laughs> be like, uh-uh, this is funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So share with us a couple of your funniest memories. It can be from in your career. It could be from growing up. Anything you want to share.
2: Um, my grandfather passed away and we were all at his funeral. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, my grandmother let her best friend, Miss Lucy, sing. (laughs) Nobody had ever heard Miss Lucy sing. Miss Lucy wasn't known for singing. It's like my grandmother was giving her a break. You know, it was like the late 80s, like she was on American Idol or something. So, you know, we just assumed that Miss Lucy could sing because she volunteered. And grandma said, yeah, this lady sounded horrible. (laughs) like the worst. Did y'all of, laugh? Oh my gosh. We couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> At the funeral? At the funeral. So it's a whole row of us. And you know, we're cousins and we're all in this row and we're trying not to laugh because granddaddy right there did. <laughs> And the thing was, we didn't realize that when you're laughing, your shoulders move, so everybody can feel everybody else's shoulders moving. Yes. So it's contagious. So now the whole row, we are all laughing because our shoulders are hitting the other shoulder, and everybody's cracking up. So we just bent over, cracking up, hollering like "woo!" You know, that's how hard we did. So people thought we were crying. They would come behind us and rub our back and it would just make us holler and wail and laugh laugh even harder oh it was so ridiculous that lady sounded terrible (laughs) and we were like grandma why'd you let her sing she's like oh she said she was taking lessons you gotta audition these people first yeah and so that was one memory that we just oh we still talk about that to this day yeah um i'm trying to think of another one yeah um You know, so much stuff happened back in that time just because the technology was different. Yeah. You know, you would do stuff like we didn't have... Yeah. Um you know we we had if you wanted to set somebody up
0: yeah
2: y'all all had to be in the same location mm. so if you wanted to get somebody to talk about somebody else girl tina don't like you so yeah you know, what you think yeah and the tina got to be right there with you listening yeah. on the same receiver yeah. yeah now y'all can all three-way and set yeah. somebody up you could all be an individual <laughs> So, you know, we would have to do stuff like that, coordinate, yeah. let somebody listen to somebody yeah. talk about them. Yeah. Uh, at that time, you could, if, if you were on the phone too long, all of yeah. a sudden they, you get an emergency breakthrough because there wasn't no call waiting. <laughs> and it was never a on emergency. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, you didn't just break through my phone call for this mess. <laughs> You know, then we didn't have GPS. So if you were right. doing a caravan of people and yeah. somebody got le- got lost yes. or left, they were just gone for the rest of the day. You, <laughs> by the time you found them again, wherever y'all was going is over. You know, because they, they got to go to a pay phone. They can't call you because right. y'all are still driving. Right. So, you yeah. know, it just the technology yeah. has changed so much. That's that, so funny. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and infidelity was different because, <laughs> you know, if somebody wanted to cheat with your grandfather, they had to call the house. Yeah. <laughs> so was it more <laughs> more public or more private during that time <laughs> well they couldn't get away with it for long because these yeah. women would actually call the house
0: oh my God. and that's how
2: they would get caught because that was the only way to communicate yeah. wasn't no cell phones right you know so if they yeah. want to talk to your husband yeah. they got to call your house and they were. <laughs> i always
0: forget because you look so youthful but then mm-hmm. when knowing your experience and how long you've been doing it yeah. you've been doing it for a very long time you're 23 and so, years oh my gosh you're so yeah funny, I can Mm -hmm. not. So, you know, (laughs) comedy has been so cathartic in my life and so influential Mm -hmm. since I was young, like, giving me comfort during some of my roughest moments and providing some of my funniest memories. Like, I can remember jokes to this day. I can remember funny things. Like, we'll even talk about it when I share about why I'm such a fan of yours. Like, you can remember specific jokes and things (laughs) that people have told and how (laughs) it made you feel and what you shared with this person. Mm -hmm. And so, I knew when I created this show, I was like, man, and you know, we need it more than ever. More laughter, more joy, more play, And so that's like what we wanted to create this year. And so tune in live. Every week on Thursdays at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now we've been changing up some of the times because we've been having special guests. We've been having all these exciting things happening. But starting August 31st, we will be from 10:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. right here Pacific Standard Time. The episodes do re-air throughout the week on the station, and they'll also be available to download and stream on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Just follow "Laugh About It" with Sade Champagne, and it will be sent directly to your phone. So after this episode is done. Today, just like I'm gonna go do, you can go and listen to this episode with Alicia again and again and again and just enjoy her even more. So when did you know that you wanted to pursue comedy professionally? Um
2: I never really wanted to do a profession I had a I had a lucrative day job. I used mm-hmm. to work in television mm-hmm. and um at this particular point I was working on a show on B T called it mm-hmm. um BT, um, it was a morning show. Um Oh, why is this show jumping out of my mind? Oh, drama! Oh, It's It was okay. called Oh Drama. It was Kim Whitley, Vanessa mm-hmm. Bell Calloway, and at that time it oh, was wow. Marie Morrow. Wow. And it was a daytime show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was really a cool yeah. show. It was like yeah. a black and Latin version of the View. Yeah. And it was so much fun to work on. Wow and then we had a second season and they switched out one of the hosts and they changed it to nighttime. Mm. so it was a completely different feel it wasn't as much fun right. I don't think as it was when we did daytime daytime yeah. was just a lot fun I don't know right. why but it just why did we change so stuff different.
0: like but if it ain't yeah. broke why we trying to fix it yeah I
2: wish they had <laughs> because it's more competition at night we right. had the daytime because there wasn't many shows like that on right. the, at our hour of the day right. everybody was looking at something by the yeah. nighttime, so I didn't yeah. think that was a good thing to do to switch it up but right. I, at that time I was Working and I, you know, we all had like a bullpen kind of office. Yeah, and one of the other girls named Doris Rollins, she worked on the Martin Show. Mm-hmm. She said, um, I want you to be in my show this Friday. I'm doing the next big things. I have two rappers, two singers, and mm-hmm. two comics, and I want you to mm. be one of the two comics. I said, Doris, I tried stand up a couple times when I was, you know, living in where I grew up, the DC area, and it didn't really work out too well for me. I didn't realize oh. I was supposed to have material written. <laughs> everybody else made it look like they were just improv so I jumped up there like I was just going to improv <laughs> you said it didn't really
1: work out I'm too well so hilarious it. <laughs> on the
2: school bus but y'all still have to prepare right <laughs> oh you got to prepare then people have been and the doing easier, those jokes for years yeah, and the
0: easier you that you make it look yeah. the harder it is
2: oh my goodness they made it look so <laughs> easy and I crashed and burned three times and I was done <laughs> He and said, y'all yeah, ain't going to do this to me again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, done. I'm yeah. done. But at least in the D.C. area, they were classy about it. They wouldn't boo you. They just would They would just look at you. <laughs> and sometimes silence is worse than booing. At least booing is some energy. But they was like, I'm not even going to expend the energy to boo you. <laughs> so I, So I just quit after the yeah. third time i was like it was my third strike and so yeah. when the said to me <laughs> said i want you to do it i said i don't do comedy anymore mm-hmm. and um she said well your book because you're the funniest person in the office i was like well how hard is <laughs> that to be y'all ain't funny you're funny looking but y'all ain't funny so um so i said guess yeah, she wouldn't take no for an answer so yeah. i went um and got a book on uh, how to write for comedy, yeah, and um, and then I wrote some stuff, and I went to the Ha Ha Cafe in yeah. North Hollywood. Because I only had to do three minutes, but when you don't have material, yeah. three minutes feels like three hours. <laughs> so I wrote some stuff, and I remember Tony Braxton's album "The Heat" had just come out, mm. and she had completely changed her sound from yeah. the al- album before, so right. everything was ho 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 ho. ho. <laughs> you know, t- <laughs> Tony came back bigger and better, so yes. I was talking about the change yes. and Tony Braxton's the heat and yeah. you know so um uh and I had so she had three judges yeah and the judges gave me a decent critique because if they had given me a bad critique I'd have quit again because I yeah. wasn't committed yeah yeah you know but I said okay they gave me a good critique maybe there's something here and I yeah. do enjoy it. Yeah, I said so I'm going to keep my day job right. but I'm going to go to the comedy clubs at night on mm. some nights so about three nights a week okay. I would go to comedy clubs and I would yeah. you know open mics and things like yeah. that and then I started getting some material yeah. and started getting a little bit of confidence and then yeah. I just stuck with it.
0: Mm, wow. And how about voiceover acting? Because obviously you have one of the best and most unique recognizable voices I've ever heard. How did you get into voiceover acting?
2: Well, I actually lucked up. Uh, the agent that I had at the time had, got some auditions. yeah, And um, I went to the Sony lot um, in Culver City and I auditioned. Mm-hmm. And um, I got the part, you know, wow. so yeah. That do you was remember your first sort of voiceover freaking. work, that voiceover job that you got? That was Spider-Man. <gasps> no way. Yeah, that was it. That what? Was it. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, it was such an interesting experience to do Animation at such a high level because you really get to see yeah. how they put it together and it is no joke. Right. You know, wow. so you'll be, it looks easy but you'll be in there sweating.
0: I know, I believe it.
2: You know, and so, how many
0: millions uh, of times you have to, or how many times you have to do that same thing and do it yeah. in a different way
2: and. Yeah, because they'll put like They'll put a stack of papers on an easel. Yeah. And then they'll have you read these lines. And then they'll say, okay, read it again, mad. Yeah. Then they'll say, read it again, happy. And then they'll say, read it again, you know, giggly. You know, so you're doing the same lines over and over again. Yeah but then they give you a different direction on how to do it. And it mm. moves so fast. Yeah. You're like, Ooh, I'm sweating. Now. <laughs> so, um, but it, it yeah. was a great experience. It was wow. a great experience. And that all, that all came from getting the audition. You yeah. can't get the work. If not, you don't have audition or exactly. you can't get the work if you don't know it exists.
0: Exactly. So
2: 95% of the, of the, um, challenge yeah. is getting into the room where it happens. Mm, you're right. That's true. Cause you know, as soon as they will hear you, it's a wrap, you know what I mean? <laughs> She's the one. That's
0: the one. Yeah that's incredible
2: yeah and it all depends on your representation too right. because i found out the cast and directors can select which agents they want to see want to let's see the breakdowns wow so if you are in some rudy poop poop butt agency <laughs> they don't even see it
0: yeah wow yeah well i'm glad you have great representation yeah that's important yeah. if you're a comedian interested in being a guest on the show please reach out to me via social media at Instagram, I am Shadé Champagne. Facebook, Shadé Champagne. Or Twitter, Shadé Champagne. Or email, Champagne, Music at gmail.com. I know I have a few comedians in my DMs right now. I am going to get back to you this week. It has been so busy with the Ventura County Fair, with the radio show and everything, but I see you. It's been great, too, because we are literally, almost all of September is booked up, and so the show's getting booked up months in advance, and it's just been a huge blessing. That's awesome. And the same goes for musical artists who would like to submit their music to be played on the show I'd love to be able to celebrate others and support them and promote what they're doing you know and that's been one of the greatest gifts with this so Alicia we were talking about this a little bit before the show tell us about the process of how you write your jokes and develop your comedy stories
2: the way that I write my jokes now is something has to make me laugh Mm -hmm. first and then I'll put it in my notes my iPhone notes yeah and then I'll expound on it later. Mm. You know, but if it doesn't make me laugh first, I'm not gonna even start because I, I I have to organically feel that it's funny.
1: Mm.
2: You know, um, and I'm a good judge of what's funny and what works mm-hmm. and, you know, not everything I even put in my notes is gonna make it to the stage, but that's a start. right? You know, so that's how I that's how I operate now. And then current events, of course, yes. when things happen in the public, yeah. I have to then deliberately start writing for that, right? Like that makes sense. Some specialized material. So uh, yeah, when I was Wednesday night, mm-hmm. no Tuesday night, mm-hmm. I had a set in North Hollywood, and I was mm-hmm. able to talk about the um, the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. Yeah,
0: because I know within your sets too, you do a lot of political commentary, mm. social commentary, and so how do you balance between doing what what well, that means you probably obviously have to currently uh, constantly be writing because yeah. if you're writing about a lot of the hot topics yeah. then you're r- automatically writing jokes and finding funny ways about that yeah. but then also you're still developing your own stories that you want to share too
2: exactly wow. exactly so yeah. yeah you're constantly creating yeah you know and that's actually the part that's fun I like the fact that you know, I used to work on the Parkers and I was in the writer's room. And what it is, is like 12 people. Yeah. You're writing jokes by committee. Yeah. Your jokes can get vetoed, even though, you know, that this joke is funny. At work. <laughs> and that's right. the good thing about the stage. Nobody yeah. can veto your jokes. Mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Live or die by what you say. Right. There's no censorship. Yeah. You know, so that's what really drew me to it. It was another creative outlet. I could say all the things I couldn't say in corporate America.
0: Right. Wow, that makes sense. And so we were talking a little bit too, like you were saying, especially the more well-known comedians get, it's hard for them to write their jokes. Mm -hmm. Do you think like, that um is there something shameful like when it comes to not like if people know you don't write your jokes yourself is it like the same as a rapper not writing their own songs or what do you think why yeah. where's there a stigma around it
2: yeah i think that um a, a comic who doesn't write their own material they feel like admitting it would diminish them
1: mm.
2: you know so um and you've heard some big comics slam yeah. other big comics yeah and um it wasn't it wasn't, they weren't saying this to help them. Right. You know, they were right. saying this to d- to distinguish themselves mm. from each other. Like, I'm this big fish. I write my own stuff. You don't. Yeah. Therefore, I'm better than you. That's really the subtext. Wow. And so, um, comics who don't write for themselves, they don't go around advertising it. But, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's, that's why they call them ghost writers. You oh, that makes sense. You don't see their names sense. on the credits. Right. Wow. You know, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot of the big comics have. They're doing a million things.
0: Yeah. Because I know, obviously, you have to sit and take time yeah. to be able to write and do yeah. that. And so that's really fascinating to think about. I, I guess when you think about it, it does make sense because if they're going to be fully fleshed out things and not just, you know, um, you know, you just doing stuff on the fly. Mm. is Do you feel like, do they still sometimes do like open mics and maybe try to work out stuff there that they have written or is that still oh, jokes? Oh, the bigger names? Yes.
2: You yeah, know, they'll work out this stuff in a real room. Like, you yeah. know. They'll work it out. Um, yeah. They won't work it out in a theater right. or a stadium, but they'll work it out in a comedy club. They'll right. just add it to the middle of their act or something. Right. They'll throw it in with all the stuff they know works. But, yeah, no, they're always they're never going to do an open mic because they're always getting paid to be somewhere.
0: Right. That makes sense. I know I was looking at, because I just discovered the West Side Comedy Theater recently, mm-hmm. and I really love it. It's a great venue. And uh, I'm trying to see what's his name. He was talking about how, what's his, oh, Neil Brennan, and he does like says like every week he'll do new material, but they also put in there lower your expectations, <laughs> <laughs> and so because they're working out stuff, and so it's funny because it's like <laughs> obviously how are people going to be able to work out and see if stuff is going to be good yeah. if and that's why I love both. Like I love to go to shows if I'm going to see someone like you and you're headlining and I know you're giving me like the best of this stuff, and then knowing you you've been in this so long you could be giving me something that you're working out and I won't know the difference. <laughs> but then I also love going to open mics and things too because you get to see, like, a star. You never know it could be a star that's being born or someone's dream yes. that's happening. And so, you know, yes. I love to allow space for that.
2: Yeah, open mic is good because <clears throat> nobody, most open mics don't charge for you to get in. right? So it's like you get what you pay for. You pay nothing, <laughs> I'm about to give you nothing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's a win win for everybody. We're not under stress in a condition like that. So we can be free to create.
0: That makes sense. Out of all the gifts, out of all your gifts and talents, and you have so many, which do you enjoy the most?
2: I enjoy what I'm doing right now, which is directing. Mm. So I enjoy that the most because I'm the type of person that after a while I need a new challenge. Mm. And directing is such. A challenge. Yes. It's never a dull moment. I mean, you are really the quarterback of the football team. You are the field general. And while you're going through everything you're going through on that set, Everybody's asking you a question. You know, so <laughs> yep. wardrobes coming up. Is this skirt long enough? Yes. And makeup is coming yes. up. Is this how's her hair look? Yeah. You know, and so you have to yeah. you have to have tentacles. Yes. And um it's it's never a dull moment. So yes. I've done three short films and two of them are in a festival this Saturday in Vegas at a Woo! theater. The Galaxy Theaters Trade and, and Fat Stripper are yeah. in, in the <laughs> Galaxy Theater and i love watching my movies on a big theater screen
0: oh my goodness i cannot wait to watch i'm gonna have me some fun this (laughs) month because i'm going to watch all your specials and then i'm going to review every single one on the show as i do it because i love doing that and then all your films everything you're working on oh yeah thank you i
2: appreciate that's phenomenal like well the specials got better as i evolved yeah you know, the first one's horrible and then they get better and get better. Well, remember though, so I I can always see the gold. Yes. And, and, and what you you'll doing. see the growth. You know, from special to special you yeah. will. Yeah. Oh my
0: goodness. So how much has the industry changed since you first began your career?
2: Oh, it's changed a lot in the last 23 years. When I started, we didn't have social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so now you can have 3 minutes of material. Right. And a huge social media following, because you started with Vine videos or (laughs) whatever. Thirty minutes of material. (laughs) And and they will headline you because you have the following to get butts in the seats. Right. But when the people get to the club, they're not going to laugh. Right. (laughs) Then they're going to complain. And I'm like, but that person wasn't a comic. Yeah. That person's an influencer. Yes. Or an entertainer. Or an entertainer. So... Yeah, it's, uh, we had, we've had we had Nene Leeks. You know, we've yeah. had all kinds of people jump up on that stage yeah. because they have a name doing something else and yeah. they're not comics. Right. So, yeah. um, and pe- but let me tell you, the people are not mad that they don't get a show. Yeah. Because they showed up to get a photo with mm-hmm. Nene Leeks. That's true. To put on their social media. You're right. So now it's the weirdest thing. Like,
1: yeah.
2: uh, we're in a very curious time. Uh, uh, to me, comedy has been so watered down, mm. you know, because yeah. funny people can't work. Right. You know, because they're yeah. being moved over for right. people who have a bigger social media following. Right.
0: And you have very few people that can do both right. very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's usually because they were doing stand up first. Yeah. I personally feel like. And yeah. then they're able to do like Kev on stage. You yeah. know what I mean? Matt Rife, other ones. There's very few. I could probably name them yeah. <laughs> on one hand, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I love even I. Yeah, I Seinfeld,
2: he was a comic. Right. Fan. But see, those are the people that had the fire in the belly for stand up. Mm, you're right. You know, the other people fell backwards into it. Mm, that makes sense. So, and um, that's why I
0: appreciate even with like Wendy Williams when she did comedy, you know, or stand up, she made sure she said, "No, I had Lunel. She said, "I have a mentor." She goes, "I'm learning from the best." She goes, "I don't really do comedy like that. Yeah, this is just yeah, me, and I'm going to learn." Yeah. And I think that and she that's was sitting important. In that
2: big t- purple chair. Yeah. And people wanted to come and pay, but but yeah. Wendy was naturally funny. even yes, on Her show. I agree. So she's going to sit there, and what she's going to do is she's going <laughs> to give you a longer version of her show because she's going to talk exactly. about celebrities and yeah. stuff. She's going to do when she get to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all got to come and be in the room with us. Yes. Her.
0: Yes. You're right. That makes sense. I love what um one of my dear friends, Jack Jr. did and he was smart to where he and the guy he partnered with where they're co-headlining together. And I wish I could see we could see more of this, but I've heard a lot of my comedian friends tell me, and I I believe it being in the entertainment industry, there's a lot of ego and so it makes it hard for people to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And so it's like Jack Jr. he's been doing stand-up comedy for like 14 years. I met him at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club, been supporting mm-hmm. him for years. And then he partnered with, um, he partnered with Stephen Ho. I want to say is his name, and he was a retired ER tech, and he got well known for doing videos on social media. So he was more of the influencer and do like funny clips. Let me find him his name. Make sure I say it correctly. Yeah, so Stephen Ho. And he partnered with Jack Jr. to where he could learn from Jack Jr.'s stand-up and he could see how he does that and he could mentor him and then Jack could learn the social media aspect of that. And I was like, that is great and it's very humbling for both of them. And they've been selling out and packing tours and been having a fun time with that. And I'm like, that, because ideally, I think both are great. I always kind of, when I see comedians post like their clips of their jokes on social media, for me, I I know that I'm gonna enjoy those jokes regardless. Mm -hmm. But for me, sometimes it's hard because other people, they just are used to that instant thing yeah. and then they'd be ready for like more, and more, and more. I'm like, do you know how much it took, how long it took for them to get you just that one little clip and how much work it is to edit that and do all of that? And then now you're gonna be expecting whole brand new material when you go to their shows. Yes. And so you need to know how much of a gift that is. Yeah
1: <laughs> that they yes. put
0: those clips out there. Because yes. like you said, some people and even if they do have a lot of material, how much of that is actually like solid funny all of it from start to finish like people yeah. like you yeah. you know <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah no you you hit the nail on the head yeah the, we're in some very interesting times yeah yeah you know but i like what you said that they're doing but they paired it was almost like they paired up the business and the creative yes so they are actually now both are yeah both have business and creative Rest. and i think that's great and guys yeah. tend to stick together a little more unfortunately than women mm. and, yeah but um, i've heard yeah, that yeah. yeah 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 they they, they you, you'll see whole lineups with just men on them right
0: and that's why even with my show i've been working obviously the show gets booked months in advance but i've been working intentionally i'm reaching out to more female guests mm-hmm. and and i'm like I'm trying to book you for this time before the schedule gets booked up here. And then it looks like I don't have enough female guests, but it's like, no, I book it on who can book, who is a first come first serve, you know, but I love that. And so I think that's important. Take us through any pre-show routines that you have. Like, what does it look like? What are you doing before you get ready to step on stage?
2: Um, I'm just in the back, Mm -hmm. probably going over my set list. Yeah. You know, just trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about and yeah. possibly in what order. Yeah. You know, so I'm pretty um, quiet. Mm-hmm. Probably the last ten minutes before I go up. Yeah. You know, I just you want need to, to be alone. Yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily have to be alone. Yeah, but I probably don't want to be chit-chat. Right. You know, because I'm just going up. Okay, I'll do this, this, or maybe I won't do that. Yeah. Because I also I'll look out into the crowd to see what the what the geographic makeup yes. is and the um demographic is. Yeah. And um, then I'll start you know crafting my show for that for what I just saw
0: right that makes sense mm-hmm. and is your um pre well I guess it is different if you're directing or working on something that's for a film what is that what is um any pre things that you do as you're prepping to go on to set what does that look like for you
2: um you mean before we shoot yes yes yeah, so I have my uh, at that point I'll have my um uh my shot list yeah so that I printed out the night before and yeah I know exactly what shots I need to get that day mm-hmm and I'll have the schedule so I know how much time I have to get these shots. Yeah. And and then I have to get there and talk to the actors, you yeah. know, and, and get them ready. And sometimes yeah. you might have to do a little bit of improv with them if a scene isn't going well or right. whatever. You just have to be able to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And just be prepared for anything, mm. any and everything to go wrong. When I was doing <laughs> Fat Stripper, I could not believe this. I didn't fully think that yeah. one out because... Yeah. You know, I, I paid for it out of my own pocket, yeah. and because I needed more stuff to put on my directing reel. Right. And I didn't think this fully out, but so I was doing doing the budget, like, okay, I'm paying for this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then I said, who? You know, I'm I'm going to be the lead because then I don't have to pay me. <laughs> so that's as far as my mind got. So you know, so now we're on yeah. set. And what I'm realizing is, oh, heck, I can't be behind the monitor and in front of the camera <laughs> at the same time. You need an assistant director. <laughs> so yeah. I have to then go do my scene. Right. And then jump down off the stage right. to go back and watch the monitor. So now I have to jump, keep jumping in and out of character. Wow. And I'm like, can you play that back on me? Can I look at that? And I jump back on stage yes. and we do the scene again. And I jump back down behind the monitor. <laughs> You so said, I uh, didn't think this through. <laughs> I was like, oh, I did not fully think this thing through. Just yeah. jumping in and out of character. You yeah. still have to remember your lines. Yeah. And
0: your an executive producer, too. So you yeah. forgot to add that to your yeah. yes. list of infinite list of credits. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. just
2: I, I hadn't. Yeah, that was an interesting experience. Yeah. Both. And then the thing that happened that yeah. I could not have planned for. Yeah. So I'm looking for the guy who's playing my bartender. and Yeah. You know, his call time is like 10 a.m. And yeah. It's like 930. Yeah. 5 and. You know, I just want to make sure he's coming. And then 10 o'clock comes and goes and there's yeah. a sign of him. So one of the other actors is the one who told me to book him. He had just won some big NBC contests. Yeah. And he was a Hispanic guy. And the lines mm-hmm. were, you know, they were. I had some Hispanic lines. Yeah. So um, he's not answering the phone. I yeah. call. He's not answering. He's not answering for my friend who Mm-mm. had me book him. And now it's like 10.30 and we're both blowing his phone up. Because wow. I, told him I said, I don't know where he is. Yeah. He finally answers the phone at like 10.40. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got so drunk last night. Uh-uh. We hung out. I'm not uh-uh. going to be able to make it. I'm hung over. Uh-uh. So now I have nobody for this scene that they're lighting right now. We should be shooting in 20 minutes child! And he, child. B- and he didn't even know. Didn't even call, think to tell you at the beginning part of the day or anything. Didn't call just child. home mm-hmm. drunk, and didn't I call because it was a Saturday? I'm done. And so I said, "Oh my <laughs> good!" Like my face turns ghostly white. I'm not I I Have an actor. Somebody has to memorize the lines. Right. And we need to be saying action in 20 minutes. Right. So I tell my friend, I said, your friend just said he's drunk and he's not coming in. And you referred him. Is there anything else? He said, oh, he said, the guy who drove me here, he said, he's an actor. His name is Chip. Yeah. He said, he's also a comic. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, can you please get Chip? And Chip came over. And I said, Chip, I'm in a bind. I said, Do you think you can take these sides and memorize these lines and play this bartender? And Chip was like, Absolutely.
0: He's like, This is my moment. I've been waiting on this.
2: (laughs) And so, Chip, let me tell you something. Chip created a whole character.
0: Wow. So, something that ended up, that was horrible at first, ended up being turned around for your good. I could not have
2: foreseen it. I was stuck. Wow. What a miracle. I was stuck. We were shooting all those scenes in one day because I only had the strip club for one day. Yeah. So, um, he goes away, he memorizes his lines in 20 minutes yeah. and he creates this character. He turns the bartender into a gay guy. He has no <laughs> shirt on. He has like this Tupac bandana yeah. rag around the front of his head. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, he's going to have to still re- deliver the Hispanic lines yeah. as a black man. Yeah. And he killed <laughs> He was Afro Latino. Yeah. He's Dominican. <laughs> that is amazing. He, he was ready. It. That's what you call yeah. being ready for yeah. your moment. Yeah. And when I tell you he killed it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. um, I think he probably was better than the guy that I was going with.
0: Wow. That is so good. That is that's what I call a a WWC moment WWCD moment. What would a comedian do? (laughs) 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 You turn that situation you turn something cringy, embarrassing, and horrible into something positive and found humor in it. Yes. I love that. It all
2: worked out great in the end. Oh,
0: I love that. So how do you handle hecklers, you know, or even maybe dead air, audience members not paying attention or jokes that flop? Although I've never seen a joke of yours that flops, but <laughs> I know it could happen even to the best of y'all.
2: <laughs> well, um, in the beginning of my career, I, I, yeah. I haven't I've never really had a whole lot of hecklers. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, you don't want them because right. you don't have the comeback. You don't have the confidence. You yeah. don't have the ability to really handle them. Yeah. That's why you see some people go off the rails and start cursing. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Nene Leakes got in trouble for something she said going off the rails. Yeah. Because we don't really, we haven't worked that muscle yet. Right. But as you, as you get familiar and, and become more of a veteran in this. Yeah. I welcome a heckler now. I just don't get them. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, they probably love, hear
0: you though. As soon as your voice come up, you got a voice that's like you're really sweet and kind, but you like, don't try me. <laughs>
2: like your voice. So as soon as you get up
0: on the stage, they already know. Yeah, maybe that's This is it. not someone maybe to try. That's it. Maybe
2: that's <laughs> it. I, I don't get them. I don't get yeah. hecklers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so funny. So I want to share how I first connected with you at Denise Carter and Friends, seeing you perform live i um, being a longtime fan of my, some of my favorite things about you. So I'm trying to think when that show was that I saw you. Let's find out from when I went to go see you at Denise Carter and Friends. So um, I went to see you there. This is at the Haven in Oxnard. So this is back in January.
2: Okay. Of this year? Yes. Okay. And so
0: when I saw that you were gonna be there, I was so happy and excited. I was like, I don't know who else is going, but that's how I am, period. People be like, You go to things by yourself. I'm like, Yeah. yeah. I'm like, cause you wait on other people, you'd be waiting for forever. Yeah. And anything and in life. Miss an experience. <laughs> exactly. And so when I saw that you was coming and I was just so happy. My mom did end up going with me that day and I just was like, I cannot believe it. I said, Mom, I love her voice. I said, We'd watch her all the time on Laugh Mop. I said, I watched her on comic View when I was growing <laughs> up. I said, She's amazing. And so you got up there and just your pacing and the way you take your time and obviously your golden butter voice that I love so much <laughs> and it's just like you have me laughing so hard and I love how you share personal stories along with their political and social commentary and just hilarious things that you talk about and you're able to take these crazy situations happening in the world and turn into something funny and then to just the humility that you have like you have this confidence and vibrato but you're also very humble too and it just was such a wonderful experience and like I said I remember you and remember your voice and how. I've been supporting for many years when my mom and I would tape laugh mobs and now of course you can watch it on YouTube but we would watch tape it and we would watch the skits over and over and hearing <laughs> your voice and so you are just phenomenal and oh, so talented you. and such a gift and I don't know if you know that that's the impact And the um, inspiration that you're making
2: in people's lives, including mine. Oh, thank you, Shade. I appreciate that so much. Because as comics, we quit so often. Yeah, (laughs) you are like, I'm done with this, I'm out of here. I don't know how many times we quit. But it was a lady about, I'd say, 10 years ago. I was in Virginia. Yeah. Right by um, Bush Gardens, Virginia. And she came to me at the end of a show. Really, really, really nice black lady. She probably was maybe 50. Yeah. And she said to me, she said, my husband passed away like four Mm -hmm. months ago, and this is my first time coming out of the house. Wow. She said, I've been so depressed. She said, I'm so glad that I did because Mm -hmm. you made me laugh for the first Mm -hmm. time in four months. And I said, you know what, this is why we do this. Yes. You know, because people really, really need it. You never know what anybody's going through. Yes. You know, I remember when they said uh, about Kobe Bryant, he said, uh, you know, he played through sickness, illness, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, He played through injuries Yeah, and they asked him why and he said because some kids spent their last few dollars on a hmm. ticket to yeah. get here and then they'll find out I'm not playing yeah you know so you know so he played through a lot of stuff just for that and and it's moments like that that you really realize that there are people who appreciate what you do.
0: Yes yes you do Mm -hmm. like even when I told you shout out to my dear friend Chris Williams Let Loose Comedy and he was like oh my god you're about to have Alicia on your show. (laughs) He's like tell her I'm a big fan and I want to bring her out (laughs) and so it's like that's like that's the impact that you're leaving on people and without you even knowing it and before I even got a chance to meet you that night because obviously you had a long drive back to LA Mm -hmm. but I just was so thankful and you know and was able to I was like oh my gosh she's on Instagram too and then you followed me back and I just was posting about you and and I was like you're just so funny and made my night and so I want you to know that that's the impact that you're making Oh, thank you. and I'm honored and grateful to be a supporter of yours and I want to support any way that I can whether it's through you know sharing promoting attending shows buying tickets donating anything and and so just know I am in your corner cheering you on
2: thank you Sade and anything I can do to help you I'm available too so
0: thank you What's something you're currently working on trying to make funny?
2: Oh, right now I'm, I'm writing my biography. Oh, <gasps> Yes. So, and when yeah, you narrate yeah, yeah. that,
0: oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm working on that. I'm <laughs> yeah. working
2: on it. And the stories are so funny. Yeah. Especially the stories from my childhood. They yeah. are just hilarious. Yeah. You know, and then the things I've gone through in my professional career. Yes. You know, because I left working behind the scenes in television in 2008. Wow. You know, so that's when I started doing comedy full time. Yeah. But um, just the shows I've worked on, what I've dealt with behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's so many stories. I bet. Just so many stories, so and yeah. more just come flooding back. So yes, that's what I'm doing now, working on a book. Yeah, um, yeah, working Ooh. on a book about my life.
0: I cannot wait, and I'm hoping when Sherry Shepherd comes back, I love Sherry Shepherd. Yeah. She need to have you on her show. too. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> I don't know Sherry Shepherd yet, but I know some people who know her, and I'm sure you probably do know her. But I'm going to be vouching, and be like, I need <laughs> to have Alicia Cooper on your show. <laughs> so it's time for our first song break. This is actually one of my original songs. I wanted to play this today in honor of you because you are a melanin queen Ooh. and so this song was written by me and executive produced by alberto meredo hernandez and the quakes and so this is my song melanin queen dedicated to alicia cooper and to all the other melanin queens keep listening to laugh about it with Shadé champagne radio show on 99.3 fm we'll be right back oh. Every chocolate girl and chocolate woman around the world On the days when you're feeling blue There will always be space for you When I was growing up I wanted to be light Cause everything that's white is what is right At least that's what I was told and what I believed Now I know the truth and I feel so free Kissed by the sun by
1: my car, no longer beneath. Melanin queen I am beautiful, wonderful, tropical, feminine Glamorous, melanin queen I am worthy, deserving, brilliant Sophisticated, melanin queen
0: No more projects or so build a man it's, it's not your
1: job Save them We're no to die Used to live only receiving the love we give. We
0: are not your sex objects, we are so much more, we
1: deserve the Hey,
0: melanin queens, we are beautiful, wonderful, tropical,
1: feminine, glamorous. Melanin queens, we are worthy, deserving, brilliant, sophisticated. Melanin queens, melanin queen, Helen melanin Queens.
0: Welcome back to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne. This is episode 30. Six and this is on KJBU993 FM, and we still have the brilliant, beautiful, talented Alicia Cooper live in the studio with us. Hey. <laughs> and if you want to be a sponsor for my Laugh About It Radio show or donate to any of the work I'm doing, please reach out via email or on my social media. So before we go into a game with Alicia, we have some announcements. Also, thank y'all for everyone who's rocked with me on my Melanin Queen song. You know what's funny, Alicia, and I performed it at the fair as well, too. And when I travel, and people will ask, like, why do you have to have A song called "Melanin Queen." Why can't you just have a song for all the queens? And I told myself, well, number one, I am working on a song for all the queens. Like I am doing that. But secondly, because here we are in 2023, and Alicia, I still meet little girls and even women, and you know, being in the entertainment industry, who look like me, who look like you, and they hate how they look, Mm -hmm. and they Mm want to change their nose. They and and skin bleaching is still a billion-dollar business around the world. (laughs) And so, as long as I continue to meet young girls and even women like that, and who don't believe they're loved and who don't believe that they'll be seen unless they're objectified or unless people only see them as a you know a fetish or an object that's why I have the message that I do and share this song and if even if someone can't relate then it's not for you it's for the people who can relate to it
2: yeah and I mean it's just positivity and people need to hear it but you look at these people that's what I tell these young girls all the time That are obsessed with these Kardashians and these people. I'm like, these women have had a million dollars worth of plastic surgery each. If you name any celebrity that you like, I can tell you what what work they've had done. Yes. Yeah. So stop comparing yourself to these people. Yes. You're natural.
0: Yes yeah and love it you know what I mean yeah. and I tell them it's like you want to be and this is just a word of encouragement for everyone because we can be so hard on ourselves all the time and I've had students that will be like well what if people don't like the way I look I said well you told them to turn their head because if yeah. you don't like what I look like then don't look at me Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe
2: you don't like the way they look
0: exactly. and they not gonna care exactly because you know because even when I do photo shoots or certain things like I'll do makeup and all that stuff but I tell them don't do all this like editing and you know making my future smaller and filtering everything I said what I got going on is what we all gonna get
2: right you know? Right, right, and, right. and that's just yeah. how it is yeah Chris Jenna approved yeah. her kids yeah. Kylie and them getting plastic surgery yeah. at 15 wow so can you imagine being yeah. their friends and y'all are all 15 yes and they all surgically enhanced yes and you just a regular 15 yeah. year old yeah. so it's like People have been comparing themselves. Yes, them. I mean they getting chin ripped down. Yes, and and and, and uh, yes. you know all kinds of yeah. cheekbones put in. Yeah. she had her whole hairline. Uh, yes. Re- removed. Yes, you know yeah. so they're moving they moving a forehead back. <laughs> I mean they doing everything. Yeah, I. T- that's why they have that famous quote that
0: says to. Um, get outside and touch some grass and be with real people so you can see
2: like what's reality again. What's reality? I'm paying yeah. all this money. I'm like give me, I, can, I can, just give me a folding chair. I can <laughs> bang you in your face and you make you so look s- like this for free.
0: You are so silly. <laughs> so we have some comedy announcements and then we're going to go into a game with Alicia. So first off, check out low-key upcoming, low-key comedy shows upcoming shows and also of course Paul Aaliyah. Go to IG at P-A-U-L-E-L-I a comedy or low-key comedy show also shout out to phil medina he has tons of upcoming shows ig comic phil medina also shout out to denise carter comedy night fundraiser for youth friday august 18th doors open at 5 p.m at the poinsettia pavilion in ventura they're asking for 50 dollars donations and it's going towards the youth in the community and they have tons of amazing comedians so i know you'll love it Check out um, my girl, Max Bird, Max Capacity Comedy Show. It's her comedy show. It's Sunday, August 20th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets at thehollywoodcomedy.com, the Hollywood Comedy in Los Angeles. And also her show on Saturday, August 26th at 6.30 p.m., Wine and Chill Comedy at O E No Vino in Los Angeles, Dana Keel, Max Bird, and more. Lastly, Max Meals presents A Night of Comedy at the in Inventura, Wednesday, August 30th, 7.30 p.m. Tickets on Tickets $20 on Eventbrite. That's one of the things I love with a lot of comedians and entertainers nowadays is, and the same with you being a director too. Y'all, an executive producer, y'all are tired of waiting on people to see your talent and to support you. And so y'all like, we're going to book our own shows. We're going (laughs) to, yeah, we're going to still have agents and we're still going to have this, but we're going to book our own things. We're going to direct our own things and executive produce it.
2: Yes. Yes. You cannot wait. Because a lot of people don't see the vision. Yeah. And then if you sell something, they've changed everything you have planned on doing. Right. And it's not even the same end result. Right. So it's just best to try to hold on to your intellectual property as as long and as much as you can. (laughs) I
0: love that. That's so true. So, Alicia, we're going to play Say What, where we ask you rapid fire questions and you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. It's time for our Say What segment. Say what. Shout out to Morgan Jay, who's currently a cast member on VH1's Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out. All right. Favorite comedian? Chris Rock. Favorite actor?
2: Favorite actor? Um, Denzel. Yes.
0: When? What is the best live comedy show you've ever attended?
2: I recently saw Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock together.
0: <gasps> Ooh. When was the last time you laughed really hard?
2: Um, I want to say Yesterday? mm-hmm
0: what's the best compliment you've ever received from a fan supporter or audience member
2: the best compliment ever oh it was a lady when I was working in uh, Las Vegas I was at the old uh, I think it was like the catch a rising star one of those old clubs that aren't even there anymore mm-hmm. and this lady came up to me and she was like oh my god I can't believe they have someone of your caliber here oh wow and, and I'm she's like right. I have a caliber <laughs> <laughs> She's right. You sure do. (laughs) I was like, they need to be paying me more then. (laughs) So that was hilarious to me. I laughed, I laughed, I laughed when that lady said (laughs) that.
0: What do you love most about being a comedian?
2: I love the freedom that it gives me to create and the freedom that it gives me to set my own schedules. Mm,
0: Yeah. What's the hardest thing about being a comedian?
2: The hardest thing about being a comedian is the amount of scrutiny you can get Mm. for your job you know yeah you know every joke is judged yeah you know comics are competing with you that you don't even know is competing with you (laughs) you like I didn't know we was having a competition. Yeah, I didn't know it was a competition. They be sabotaging you yeah. behind the scenes. You don't even know yeah. the sabotage is taking place. Yeah. Somebody finally tells you, You're like, oh, that's what's been going yeah. on. Wow. You know, so um, yeah, the hardest thing too is the political mm-hmm. the political aspect of it and how yeah. there was a time when you could say whatever you wanted to say, yeah. as long as it was funny. Yeah. It was okay. Now you can say something hilarious, like, Oh, that's offensive. Yeah. But well, comedy's <laughs> offensive. Right. That's true. That's
0: true. Yeah. I always say people can say whatever they want to say, but you also gotta be ready for whatever the consequences or people's opinions about what you say. Right.
2: (laughs) And I don't have a problem with anybody saying anything in a comedic realm as long as it's funny. Yes, exactly. You know, if somebody's on stage telling jokes, yeah, they're not meant to be taken seriously. Right. That's true. You know, so if they're funny, yeah. I think it should you know, John Rivers was very controversial. Yes. Very you know, John Rivers pushed the envelope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she said never apologize for a joke.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, though, the good news is when you have people like Matt Reif come out and he already people know he's problematic, his tour is named that. So they already know when you're going to support him, yeah. he's problematic and he got a mouth yeah. and he talk a lot of trash. And so <laughs> and it's good. You know, if you come out that way, then people yeah. will have no choice but to accept you versus if yeah. they change it up. Yeah. So I yeah. love that you yeah. share that. What's your favorite
2: joke of yours? Favorite joke of mine. Mm hmm um hmm, that's a good question you know I talk about uh well I don't know if it's a favorite but it's one of my longer you know I've I've had it on on my lineup for a long time where I talked about switching careers yeah you know and I say um I left a lucrative day job to follow my dreams I said don't ever follow your (laughs) dreams you know keep your good job and work until the wheels fall off like your parents did you are not supposed to be happy in this lifetime (laughs) (laughs) You know so it's expensive being alive, Alicia. It is. It is. Everything's going up a wages. Every day I get a bill that something is going up. Yes,
0: I know. I saw with my cable bill, and they added some to extra fees. I'm about to go have a discussion with my mom right now. Be like, Mom, we to cut some of this stuff down. You not watching Showtime? You are not watching this? I need this bill back down. So, oh my goodness, I love that. That's so funny. Yeah, and one of my, a lot of comedians share this joke, but they talk about how don't move to California to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> they become they be like you have your own place and then you move here and if you didn't already have it going on before they said you're gonna be with four roommates <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> staying in
0: a bunk bed <laughs> i
2: have friends like well into their 40s with four, four and five roommates yeah
0: because it's expensive there so um what's your favorite type of comedy to perform improv um stand up films etc
2: um i would probably say standard because you get the immediate reactions yeah it's immediate either immediately good or immediately not <laughs> but you want to know how the audience feels about you right away yes okay you know you do a film you gotta wait a year for it to come out yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you be like i forgot about that joke exactly
2: <laughs> what brings you joy what brings me joy um just having a day where I, I don't have to do anything. Mm. Oh, know, that if sounds I could amazing! I just get a day where I don't have to do anything, I don't have to wash clothes, I don't have to yeah answer emails, I don't have to go to a comedy club. Yeah, I don't. Have, you know, just a day of nothingness. Yes, Oh my
0: gosh, that's one of the best things in the world. Yes. Who or what inspires you?
2: Hmm. Um, I'm inspired by people that have been able to navigate themselves through this system. Mm. You know, I feel like Issa Rae has been able to do some astronomical things and it started out because she invested in herself first. Yes. Built her own following and then Hollywood came along. Yes. You know, and that's hard to do it the way she did it. Yes. So I'm definitely inspired by her. I'm inspired by Ava DuVernay. Yes. Because I love the work that Ava does. I'm one of the best things to me that she's done was the um, When They See Us Mm. documentary on Netflix. Yeah thought yeah i love documentaries Me and this too. was you know this was of course it was it was uh you know um it was theatrical yeah but it was still based off of something real mm. and to, for her to get all these lawyers involved and yeah. get the exact transcripts yeah. so that they knew that what they were saying was 100 percent legitimate because they had to make sure they weren't going to get sued right and to see what they did to those children mm you know and and, and she said the work was so heavy they had like counselors on set and everything and you yeah. know, for her to do what she does, it takes a toll on her mental health as yes. well. Yes, yes. You know, but she's making a difference in the community. Her art is not just art for pleasure. Yes, you I know, love that. It's, it's art that changes it changes the perceptions of a lot of things so I'm very impressed with. Mm. And she has a wide resume. You yes. Know? she can do all, animated. She can, there's nothing yes. that Ava can't do and hasn't been able to do. Yes. And I'm really inspired by her.
0: Yes, I agree. Favorite comedy movie?
2: Boomerang. Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: Funniest <laughs> joke you've ever heard.
2: Funniest joke I've ever heard. Well, this was actually on a roast. Uh-huh. And it was on the Flavor Flavor Roast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and this goes back to me saying, in my opinion, yeah. for me, yeah. it doesn't matter what you say as long as it's funny. Yeah. So, you know, they had all these different people on the dais. Yeah. Cat Williams was the roast master. Yes. And Lisa Lampanelli was on the dais. And so was yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. And Lisa said, Jimmy Kimmel, black people don't even know who you are because you come on after lights out. Like we all in jail. When I tell you I spit my water across the room laughing because you come on after lights out. I I, I want to choke Lisa through the TV, but I was too busy laughing. (laughs) And i I need to go find that. That's so, so funny,
0: because uh, I know that one. You know, especially when um, Cat Williams shares. <laughs> you said you laughing as you think about it. <laughs> when Cat Williams shares how the, how bad they talked about Flavor flame and he, how he black didn't care.
2: He
0: crispy. said Flavor Flav was back there laughing and having fun. He goes, "Great job, guys. Great job." He's like,
2: "I don't give a f what they say about me. They got to pay me, boy." <laughs> <laughs> and how his he looked in the audience and saw uh, Flav's mother looking yes. mad. Because <laughs> she looked just like him. Yes. And so that, that like, uh-uh. was fun. Yes. Uh,
0: oh, man. We thinking about it already. <laughs> what is your favorite place you perform live?
2: Favorite place I perform live? there's a comedy club in cleveland called hilarities yeah and this comedy club is so beautiful i think he said the owner said they spent a couple million dollars to renovate it wow and um this was probably 10 years ago yeah and i mean the place was gorgeous the sound was amazing yeah the lighting the the, the whole uh decor was gorgeous yeah the ambiance was nice yeah the audience was cool they were there to laugh yeah the food was off the chain yeah so i really have to say that that's one of the nicest places i performed wow you know it had high ceilings i think it held like 300 people oh my goodness you know it was absolutely a gorgeous venue sounds beautiful
0: you just survived say what
1: (laughs) Say you are.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Morgan J. So now one of my favorite segments. What's next? Please tell us what you're currently working on, what you have coming up. Share anything you'd like to promote from the past, present or future. Already, you know, your sixth comedy special, Alicia Cooper for 2V
2: or Alicia Cooper for president on 2V. Yes. And that one is also on iTunes. Oh, OK, good.
0: Because that's where I can buy it because I want to mm. go where I can buy it. Yes, 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 yes on it iTunes right on now. Apple, okay
2: And um, so I'm currently I'll, like I Like I think I may have said I'll be in Las Vegas this Saturday okay. My film's are in the 3 o'clock block Okay Trade and, and uh, Fat Stripper Are in the 3 o'clock block Okay And um, then uh, I'll be at the comedy store This Friday night Ooh. In the main room on Sunset At 8 o'clock Okay so I'll put the ticket link by, in
0: on social media too so people can see I put in my stories.
2: Thank you. You want to get there by seven fifteen because yes. the line is really long. Yes. Um and and I would take an Uber or Lyft because parking is a little crunchy. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and then I want people to come to DC. I think it's November 17th. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the DC Comedy Loft in Washington, DC. I'm going back home. Ooh, so, the I'm tickets are already home. available for that. That's right. I'm going home. The Kay. tickets are already online for that.
0: Okay, and where's the ticket link for that, too?
2: That's on the DC Comedy Loft. Okay, DC com.
0: Comedy Loft. All right, so that I can post that on my stories, too. Yes. Good, that's so cool. And so, anything else that you wanna share with us that you want us to go and check out? Tell us about your sixth comedy special, Alicia Cooper for President. Like, where'd you come up with that idea? How did that come about?
2: I came with the idea because I saw a poll that said for 2024 yeah. most Americans don't want Joe Biden or Donald Trump to run. <laughs> we don't. You not know, name one know, of us. You know, so, I, so I'm like, I'm running for president. You heard it here first. You know, so I go into all the policy changes I'm gonna make and I want to make. You're going to lower the rent. I'm lowering everything. I'm lowering everything. And the, one of the first things I want to do is I'm yeah. going to change the national anthem to blow the whistle by 2 because that is a song that unites and everybody Blow standing up with their hand over their heart.
0: Hey.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so that's what it came from. We're just yeah. thinking about how out of mil- hundreds of millions of Americans, these are the best two we have. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm better than both of them. So write my name, man. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to watch her special. Y'all, I'm going to be watching it this week. You know, when Alicia talked about our favorite thing is doing nothing and being able to relax. It's doing nothing equal or aka eating some good food and watching some good shows and content. So I'm going to be watching. I'm going to buy her special on Apple so that I can support and then also make sure I watch it. And then I'm going to review it on the show. So y'all got some time so we can be watching it together in spirit. So go and purchase Alicia Cooper for President on Apple. If you have the Tubi app watch it there but I'm still encouraging you to purchase it because as we talked about and I share with y'all every week if you have an opportunity to actually buy something from a creative and artist performer someone you adore and you support that is the best thing you can do for them because that money will go directly to them so I'm really excited about that. Yes, oh my goodness. You, uh, so it's time for another song break. This is one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite groups Brown Suede led by doc martin he was actually just performing recently for an open mic as a special guest and ti came up on stage he always finds himself in exciting places and um, have people supporting him and so this is one of my favorite songs of theirs this is shine keep listening to laugh about it with sade champagne on 99.3 fm we'll be right back Welcome back everyone, we are here. Still laugh about it with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM that was Brown Suede with Shine and we are still here with our beautiful talented celebrity guest Alicia Cooper
2: Ooh, still here
0: <laughs> so I thought this was perfect Alicia this is our did you know segment where we give some comedy facts history and funny facts and I thought this one was perfect since you are one of the first ever amazing iconic comedians to be on there this week we're going to be learning some history behind the iconic show BET's comic view which is where I first remember listening to Alicia growing up so this is via BET.com and Wikipedia and so it was created by Curtis Gadsden the original release date was September 14th 1992 and it went on through December 17th 2008 and then they revived the series shortly in 2014 from May 6th 2014 to September 30th 2014 so these are all the hosts that they had over the years D.L. Hughley from 1992 to 1994 Cedric the Entertainer from for one year then they had some more 1995 through 1996 so she was the first ever female host and then 2014 D.C. Curry was 1996 to 1997 And 2013 Montana Taylor Gary Owen um, who did it for one year, Lester Berry, Ricky Smiley, Bruce Bruce, and Arnez J., J. Anthony Brown, Sheryl Underwood. Oh, my gosh, I love her. Y'all know some of my favorite comedians are the ones who don't have no sense and they have some very, very raw comedy. <laughs> and then of course, um, Kevin Hart was on One Mike Stand 2008. So, and this is from bt.com. And if you ask creator Curtis Gadsden if he expected BT's comic view to help foster a golden age of black comedy in the 90s, he'll tell you he cracked the formula in 1982 working as a producer, host, and video director in the singing competition Saturday Night Music Machine in Detroit, Michigan. In its time slot, the show stayed number one for five years. With Music Machine as proof of concept, Gadsden turned his eye to comedy. He wanted to bring the black family a stand-up comedy viewing experience that could be shared in love and laughter. So Alicia, with you being one of the comedians from there, what's something you could share with us about your time on Comic View and maybe something that we wouldn't know?
2: Yeah, um, and it's going to be in my book too because that was my very first TV credit and I had no business being on that show. <laughs> I, had, I had only been doing comedy like a year, wow. maybe a year and a half uh-huh. and somebody, a, a good friend of mine snuck me on the list. <gasps> wow. And the story is so crazy because the biggest <laughs> yeah. the biggest club I had performed in yeah. at that point was the Ha Ha Cafe in yeah. North Hollywood yeah. and I had probably been in Maybe four in front of maybe forty people. Wow! So I yeah, new comics. Oh, we're so delusional. Yeah, and we are so arrogant. We think we are the funniest people in the world. We think Richard Pryor sucked compared to us in year one. And, you know, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, Our egos. I don't even know where we get this from. We yeah. want a headline the second week of doing stand up. It's absolutely ridiculous. You'd be like, you better if you don't sit your butt down and learn yeah. the ropes. Yeah, more people need to tell us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked my way on this list. Get to Miami, Florida. Yeah. And I had so they, that back then they would make you no matter where your time slot yeah. was. You had to all come over to the theater. So yeah. Everybody's over there at 9 a.m. Some people don't go until midnight.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: You could have been in your hotel room resting. Yes. Until 10 o'clock and then came over by 10, 15. If you got a midnight. Yes. And you're burned out and you're stressed out because you're watching. Wow. Some people do well. You're yes. watching other people eat it.
0: Well, you know how it is in, in our industry. Hurry up and wait. Oh, my <laughs> goodness.
2: So when I drag on my luggage, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all excited. Doody, doody, doody. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. to be on this show. So they're like, well, let me show you the theater. Doody, doody, do. I walk upstairs to see the theater, and it is huge. Yeah. Two levels. It looks wow. like Eddie Murphy Raw.
0: So this is not one of those shows where the, it's like the audience is small. Like, you know, some sets. It looks no. big on TV, and it's small. You like, no, this was big Several and big. Several thousand people. Wow.
2: And I start hyperventilating.
0: <laughs> so after you thought you were supposed me. to be
2: there? Yeah. <laughs> it hits me what I've just done. Yes. You know, I've never performed in front of wow. more than 40 people. Wow. And now this is several thousand yeah. people top and yeah. bottom. Oh, my goodness. Like Eddie Murphy raw and delicious. Yeah. And I mean, I can't catch my breath. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, so so you're having a panic a, attack. I'm having a panic attack. Dang. I'm sweating. I, never, I didn't even know a body could do that. <laughs> Like it was like that cartoon sweat popping off the top yeah. of your head landing. You probably on should people. never
0: went up in there until it was time to go.
2: <laughs> Even thinking back on it is is frightening. Wow. You know, I wanted to quit. You know, wow. I wanted to leave. I mean, oh, it was so bad. The story is so So long. you made it
0: through that time. That's oh and so my and just imagine if you not you weren't the only one feeling like that then. And there was so many no, other No, I'm comedians. probably
2: the only one that was in that room that had been doing it a year. <laughs> I'm probably the only fool. <laughs> Y'all, when you see, she's she's
0: filming too, so you're going to be able to see it. But the look of her face, she literally, you could tell she's going right back to that time.
2: I would never do that again. And I would never recommend that anybody yeah. does that. Right. I had, uh, they had to redo, they yeah. curled my hair. They yeah. had to redo my hair and makeup four times. Yeah, wow. Because I kept sweating it out. <laughs> so the fourth time, they gave me a handheld fan and just told me, keep it in front of your face it was awful I've never sweated that much yeah. and then because I had been working on the Parkers yeah. Monique was so amazing yes. I called her I said Monique I'm doing comic view and she had just she had a plus size yeah. clothing line yeah. back then yeah. and I said do you mind if I borrow something from your plus size yeah. clothing line and you know you yeah. promote it and she said sure she said call my sister and go yeah. down to it was on Tampa Boulevard wow. um, in, in the valley on Tampa yeah. and I went down there and they had like a, it was like a office building and they yeah. had racks of clothes and yeah. I went through the racks and I picked two things out and I said I'll bring them back to you guys as soon as I get back from Florida and I did what I was wearing yeah, came from Monique's clothing line and it was compliments of Monique she's really in our corner and and she really yeah 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 yeah. that's amazing she she helped me out she helped me out but I mean I would not I wouldn't recommend doing that to anybody (laughs) you're like nobody going to do this (laughs) don't do that I felt like Miss Sophia don't trade places with what I've been to (laughs) it's so funny rocking girl yeah
0: oh my goodness i love hearing this i cannot wait y'all to read her book i know it's gonna be amazing i'm gonna find (laughs) a way she puts a crowd up there or whatever how i can donate and then buy a book or whatever i'm excited so That's yeah, wait phenomenal. till y'all
2: see this wait till y'all wait till this book comes out yes um, y'all are not gonna believe the stories in this book
0: yes oh my goodness so that's amazing that's our did you know segment of the week uh, that's phenomenal and I love that it was BET's Comic View and I was able to bring we have our celebrity guest who was on BET's Comic View in the studio with us alright we have a couple more segments before we wrap up this segment is called Let's Go this is where I review comedy events I've attended and movies I've seen recently
1: are you ready are you ready are you ready Ready, let's go. Are you ready? Are
0: you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. All right, so. This week, I am going to be reviewing Let Loose Comedy. I actually went to two events with them this week. So first off, I went to their open mic night, which was hosted by my girl, Caroline Murphy. So shout out to her. And so that was really fun. She is a new comedian that I've recently heard about. I'm going to make sure I have her correct name. I'm sure it's Caroline Murphy. Caroline Murphy. Yes, yeah, so Caroline Murphy. So she was hosting the open mic because Chris Williams can only be in one place at a time. <laughs> and so I stopped by that, was there for about 30, 45 minutes. I'm glad because I got to see some of the different comedians that were there. She was a phenomenal host. She's a young woman, only like in her 20s, has a phenomenal story, but she's going to be on the radio show soon. And she's been doing comedy. Um, she's very new in comedy as well, but she has an incredible story of overcoming an eating disorder and now like in recovery and sharing. She's, and she also, you would love her because she's real raw too and she finds a way to take these crazy traumatic situations and just turn it into a joke and she's really like I feel like she she's young but she grew up in the time of like what we talk about with comedy and so she hosted that was really fun seeing the people that came up there was interesting there was an older guy who's retired military and he had a cane and it was funny because I had to remind him when he got off because he was kind of hard on himself. And I was like, "This is an open mic. Like, you're just supposed to have fun and you know, and work through these jokes. And you, I'm not. No one's here. Like you said, it's free. No one's here thinking you're supposed to have a full set. And so I think he was beating himself up because the way some people weren't as laughy, laughy and stuff. But I enjoyed what he shared, you know. And mm-hmm. so just to remind. Him, I was like, "Hey, this is an open mic. You know, you're just supposed to share what you're doing and have fun. And then I got to see a couple, a few of the other comedians, and a couple of them were pretty funny, you know, and enjoyed it and seeing it's good because one of the guys I've been seeing his name is Justin shout out to Justin he's only been doing it for six months but he comes every week to the open mic and he has his notebook he's writing his notes he's watching he's studying and it's just cool to see that and he's so humble too he's so humble he wants to learn the craft and so I think that's amazing and then I went to let loose comedy sunset comedy inside at brass bear Brewing in Santa Barbara. So both of these were in Santa Barbara. The first event was at the Blue Owl, which is amazing. And so Chris Williams was hosting it, and then Sam Goldstein was performing, Ralph Guerra, shout out to him, he's a friend to the show, and Kelsey Ray. And when I tell you, that show was so fun. Kelsey comes on there, she's Filipina and Mexican, and she's this um, beautiful plus-size comedian, and she came out, and women of color, and she came out there, and child, she was so funny. She goes, I know I look like I should be working in the kitchen. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and she just had us cracking up from the get-go. And then Ralph, I really adore, adore him. I've been supporting him for a while. I met him also... Um, through max meals and he was so funny and he does funny accents and he can like imitate impersonate people's voices and then it was funny because after the show hearing a guy talk like one of the voices he impersonated i was like and he was a real country like strong sound in his voice and then he was funny he's like oh you guys uber here and he's like what am i talking about he goes this is santa barbara y'all don't uber here he goes y'all got boats (laughs) and so, and so it was fun and then chris williams he is so funny because he's gonna act a fool like he looks like all dignified you know it looks like he's gonna be and he is he's classy when he needs to be but he gonna come out there he just acts a straight fool and so it was a really fun show and it was free and it was worth like way more than that but people had a great time they got lots of food and enjoy the ambiance and so that was super fun so that was have you seen anything any cool comedy movies or shows recently that you want to uh review or share about or even movies or podcasts you've listened to um
2: let me see any recent movies that i've seen i feel like it was something that i saw recently that i Mm like but it's 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 escaping me now i've been listening to a lot of audio books too okay i just listened to uh spare Mm -hmm. the prince harry book oh okay and I'm currently listening to I am Deborah Lee. That's the lady who oh, became yeah. the CEO of BT. Yes, I know Deborah Lee. Yeah, and it's or know it's, of Deborah Lee. Yeah, it's it's a it's so far it's yeah. a very good listen. Mm. So that's what I've been doing in my car and on planes and okay. things like that. Has been listening to the books.
0: Okay, awesome. All right, so that is our Let's Go segment. Now we are ready for our final segment. This is one of my all-time favorites. This is It's All Good, where we share a good news story that is happening. We all need more good news, positivity, and optimism. We are often only hearing about the negative and bad things happening, but there are also great things happening too. There are good things to celebrate. We are also now accepting audio messages from you sharing your good news and positive stories. You can just reach out to me on social media or email me, and we will play or read your good news story. Just make sure the audio is not too long and we'll play it on the show. And then you will win and receive free merch and swag from our celebrity and special guests. And shout out to Mandisa from her song Good News for the intro and outro of this segment. So this is from goodnewsnetwork.org, August 7th, 2023. So just a few days ago. And the title of this story, um, Alicia, is Teen Floundering in Foster Care Finally Gets to Be a Sister with Real Family for the First Time. Uh-huh. And I love this. You can sign up for good news network and they send you good news stories happening around the state around the country and the world every day at five years old mariah entered foster care after enduring abuse and neglect from parents with mental health and substance abuse problems for nine long years she went back and forth between multiple foster families homes and her mother's home never experiencing the stability of a real family for years Mariah was afraid she might never get adopted I knew what adoption was, but I just didn't think that was something that was going to ever happen to me, said Maria. I felt invisible. That all changed when she was referred to the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. Their signature program hires adoption professionals dedicated to finding permanent families for youth in foster care who are too often overlooked. One of the recruiters, Megan, got to know Maria and built her a network of mentors and supportive adults, two of whom were like Emily two of them who were like Emily and John. The couple got to know the New York teen through community activities and dinners where they listened to what was happening in her life. Over time, Maria began to trust Emily and John and open up like never before. They forged an unbreakable bond until finally, just before her 15th birthday, Emily and John announced they wanted to bond with her forever. They adopted her as their daughter. It took a huge weight off my chest, knowing that I didn't have to worry about not having a home anymore, said Mariah. I haven't felt relief literally at all in my life. That's going to get me. Not only does she now have a father for the first time and a loving, permanent home, but a little sister. She's the light of my life, Mariah said of the little girl. Many Americans say they would not consider adopting a teenager from the foster care system. I would believing it would be too hard to integrate a teen into their family. Maria and many teens like her have proven this isn't always true. Maybe just meet with a teenager in need and give them a chance to tell their side of the story, suggests Maria, because when you're a kid in the system, you never get to tell your side of the story at all. Now, Maria is in a program where she will graduate high school with an associate's degree. Her plan is to go to college and join the academy to become a firefighter. She also has big dreams to start her own media management company, supporting her love of arts. I think for her future, the opportunities are endless, shared Emily. She has shown time and time again that she can do anything she sets her mind to. Each year, 20,000 young people age out of the foster care system without a family. Teens like Maria are waiting for someone to step forward to adopt them. You can help. Learn more or donate at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Org. Wow. That
2: oh, my a, goodness. That's such a powerful story. Yes. I'm so happy for this young lady that yeah. she was able to get adopted. Uh, and then to a good family that yes. they, she vibes with. Yes. You know? uh, it's so sad. I yes. Mean, you, uh, yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, it takes two people to make a kid. Yes. How are two people allowing yeah. this kid to go on a foster care? Yeah. Well, we kid? Well, we both know that know?
0: anybody can get yeah. pregnant and have a child, but mm. this does not a lot of people can be a parent. Right. We don't realize it's the most important and biggest job. And so that's one of my dreams in life, and I know the time will come when I'll be able to um, have homes to bring in these foster youth yeah. and these kids and have a team of people who can love them and support them. And so mm. that is our good news story of the that's week. That's
2: such good news. If you
1: got it, share it, if you need it, I remember receive hearing it, about this, come and um, tell everyone this. that it's all about good So much pain in
2: the world, talking the world, so I could use a little light in the world. So come on,
0: tell me your good news. Go ahead, Alicia, share with us.
2: I remember there was a story years ago, like the 80s, where there was a yeah. uh, African-American soap star male. Yeah. And he had a nice house in a nice area, and he bought the house across the street and used that for foster kids. Wow,
0: that's what I'm talking about. I know the time will come. It's happening. Thank you for tuning in to episode 36 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. Thank you to our celebrity guest, Alicia Cooper. Please follow her on Twitter at A-L-Y-C-I-A c-o-o-p-r so alicia cooper ig at a-l-y-c-i-a cooper 2 tiktok at alicia cooper 3 youtube alicia cooper and facebook alicia cooper fan page you can book her there as well watch and purchase her new comedy special alicia cooper for president on apple or on Tubi. Join us right after this short song break for another brand new episode starring professional comedian, writer, producer, and creator, Malika Jules. I'm Shade Champagne and thanks for listening to my new radio show. Laughter and a joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: With shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, there is so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, joy is our superpower. Always takes us higher when life is feeling low. We will blossom.
0: glow special guest comedians funny story segments too we want to know what makes you laugh what brings you joy when you are blue thank you for tuning in tell your family tell a friend laughter is a gift for all so share your smile and let's stand tall <laughs> laugh
1: about it laugh about it <laughs> with <laughs> try this champagne laugh about it. With Chardonnay champagne There is so much more in store We have so much to live for Laugh about it, laugh about it With shiny champagne